Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Right, time to get into some BFF shenanigans today. But before we do, because we have a lot of ground to cover, I would like y'all to please head straight to the link in my guest bio, pre-order her new book, Single AF Cocktails, and please welcome one of my besties, co-founder of West Hollywood's soon-to-be best sandwich shop, and future mirror ball champion, <laughs> Ariana Maddox. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know, like, what you were, you know, saying to the audience. And so when you started talking about me, I was like, oh, my God. Wow. That's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Thanks. That book cover. Holy shit. Like, oh God, you've thanks. never looked better. I just stared at it. For five minutes. Oh my gosh. It's all smoke and mirrors, hair and makeup, it, the glam no, squad. No, because you look like that right <laughs> now. But just the way you had the long hair and the little way it sparkled oh, and yeah. the words That's popped what's crazy up. is the, the sparkle like on the dress just happened. Like oh. with the lighting and the camera and then all the like I literally am throwing the drink yeah. at a plexiglass in front of the camera to achieve that. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, obviously we did it like about a thousand times, right. but still it's like really crazy how that just looks like that. Yeah. No, I've never seen anyone look so good throwing Thank a drink. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> well, if you want to throw a drink at me anytime, let me know and I'll be like, I'll take a picture. <laughs> well, you know who I do throw one on? Tom Schwartz in my new music video. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun moment. Oh I had God. it where I'm dumping a drink on him, and right when my drink finishes, my friend Madison throws one in his face. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see it. That's very exciting. I want to see it, too. Yeah. So before we get into some shenanigans, it's been an interesting week, to say the <laughs> least. How are we yeah. doing? Mental health check-in? Um, Pretty good. Last night, I definitely had a hard time sleeping. Mm-hmm. I was just... Well, first of all, 
I'm PMSing really hard. So the hormones, I'm in that place of like, am I angry Mm -hmm. or am I sad? And is it, is it, it's just, you know, the hormones are working overtime right now. Yeah. And then thinking, you know, like you get, I get into this thing of like, I'm like, I'm so annoying. I'm the worst. You know what I'm saying? No, not (laughs) at all. That's where I'm at. But I did caffeinate. So I'm doing better. Plus, hanging out with you makes me feel better. Yay. I love that. Well, you look amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I did my hair. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's very mermaid-esque. Thanks. So I just want to get it out of the way so we can move along to other topics and address the elephant in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you tell us when something about her will be open for business? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a definitive date for you. It will be soon. We have our security system going in this week. We had our POS system go in this, this going in this week. So things are moving along. We've had some hiccups, obviously, along the way, which we've talked about a little bit. But with just having like all these approvals with permits and stuff, and mm-hmm. obviously we had to rip out the patio because West Hollywood would like to turn Robertson into a like walking street. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of city improvement projects going on on Robertson yeah. and that caused us to have to switch up the outdoor patio. So now we're working on a different outdoor seating plan. Mm-hmm. So there's been some holdups in terms of that, which has been frustrating, but you know, we're really excited to move forward. It just stuff just takes longer sometimes. And yeah. it does feel a little bit like it's hard not to feel a little bit defeated in that. Yeah. Because it's like so close. Right. And you see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're just like, when can we get to the end of the tunnel? Yeah. They're yeah. like, open a sandwich shop. It'll be fun, they say. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be easy. Yeah, it's only 750 <laughs> square feet. It's chill. <laughs> but I have to say, just from being there a couple weeks ago, everything looks so good. I wish I wasn't so damn picky and have the palate of a child because there were only a few that I was like, I want to try that one, that one, and that one. And then I'm watching everyone else just enjoy the egg salad and the tuna. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's necessary, though, to have a taste tester that does have that type of palate. Right. Because there's a lot of people who are very picky eaters out there. That's true. You're not alone. Yeah. Very true. What is your favorite sandwich on the menu? I love the Greek, uh, oh, the yeah. Greek goddess. Yeah, that was the one you guys had last season. Yeah, right? so that was one that. So I, that's like one of my favorite things to eat in general is a mm-hmm. Greek salad. And so last year that was an idea I had to turn it into a sandwich. And yeah, it does remain my favorite. I think. Yeah, yeah. I love that. How has this restaurant been? A source of like grounding and structure for you in the craziness of. The rest of everything, everything, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been really awesome to just kind of have this project that is a brick and mortar. It is like an actual location to keep going back to and focus on because it's not like a it doesn't feel lofty Mm -hmm. or cerebral. It's very like cut and dry. Like these are the tasks and these are our goals. And I feel like also you know, in the event, which it will happen that things kind of like die down and chill out a little bit in the rest of everything. Yeah. It'll be really nice to have this project that is something that is very like tangible. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been the rose and thorn of this process of opening up a business? Mm. I would say the rose is getting to share it with Katie. Yeah. You know, I feel like we've had such a 
great time doing it together. And our vision has like never like we've had the exact same like ideas and vision we've agreed yeah, like that's this whole amazing. process and it's been so fun getting to do all of that with her i would say the thorn is the, the permits the permits <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly the learning process the cur- the learning curve that comes with like doing something for the first time you yeah know? and it's all like something it's a things that eventually we're going to have to learn about this stuff and the mm-hmm. permits and all the process and everything. But the, the, the reason why it's a thorn is that it just unexpected stuff. No, totally. Yeah. I love how you guys started this as a side project while the Toms were busy with their bar, but then you guys both are going through breakups. And so just to be able to lean on each other, open up this business, I mean, and have the same vision mm-hmm. when I was like asking you guys, I go, so wait, you've just, Agreed on everything. I mean, that's (laughs) incredible to be able to open up a business with one of your closest friends in a time when you guys are both going through something so hard. I'm sure that's been just a great, not just distraction, but, you know, project Mm -hmm. to be a part of together. Yeah, it's like been a really good source of positivity and feeling productive and having a goal. Yeah, we're going for totally. Yeah. How did you guys decide on the menu? So we kind of had we had a few sandwiches, obviously, that we had come up with a year ago when we were had when we first got our location and we wanted everyone to have a little look see. And then we just wanted to expand on that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people also feedback from fans and people on the Internet who were like, oh, you need to have this. You need to have that. That was like a lot of ideas came from there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I know you have been through a lot last year, losing Charlotte, your beloved grandmother, and then this betrayal. Mm-hmm. Yet, here you are, still standing, <laughs> literally glowing. By the skin of my teeth. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're just shining brighter than ever. I feel like I've never seen, like, I could cry. Mm, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I've just never seen you this like genuinely happy like you just exude so much positivity when you've been someone who's struggled with depression and mental health and to see the worst happen to you and for you to just come out on top just shining brighter than ever I'm just so (laughs) proud of you as a friend seriously it's very admirable for you to be able to turn something so negative into this like Ariana songs, you know, it's just like, it's been really incredible to watch. And I'm so, so fucking proud of you. Thank you. And I want to be there every Monday. (laughs) Well, you will. You have a C with your name on it. Yeah. I've definitely gone through. I feel like you've seen me be like pretty angry at times over the last few months. And I feel like I really appreciate you saying that because I feel like sometimes I stop and I look back and I have to like remind myself that like it's not. Like it wasn't guaranteed that I would come out this like that I would be doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's thanks to like, honestly, you and friends and family that like were there for me because I really feel as though it it, it very easily could have gone a very completely different direction. And I feel like I'm just like really, really lucky and really grateful. And there's still a lot of work to do to not be angry or to not be, I don't know, wanting to punch the sky sometimes but yeah um but thank you no yeah totally any 
advice you have for other women and men who might be going through a similar type of betrayal? I guess I might have better advice in a year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I guess I would just say to not be afraid to lean on your friends and not be afraid to ask for help or accept the help that is offered to you. Um, I'm a very, as you know, very like, I got it. I'll do it myself. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to talk about it kind of person. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, I still struggle with that sometimes, but I'm trying to not go in that direction because I feel like what has helped me get to the place, at least like the little place that I am now with still a long way to go has been because I've had other people there to yeah. help. Well, you, I feel like, like I said, are just in the most positive place you can be in considering everything you went through. This new book coming out. I am so excited for you. I want to know a little more about it. I know originally you wanted to do a book on your own (laughs) and uh, we all know how that worked out. (laughs) So how did this specific book come out and how has the process of writing been like therapeutic for you? Well, obviously it was written very fast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of it was voice notes, like telling stories and then going through having either having a recipe and then the recipes all very like much coincide with the stories. Right. So, you know, some of them are like kind of gross because the (laughs) name of the cocktail is something kind of (laughs) gross. So, but it was really therapeutic because I feel like it was an opportunity and a way for me to not just talk about, you know, the betrayal or like the bad, this thing. Right. But to talk about other parts of my life over the last nine years in my relationship and also be able to say like there was good stuff at Mm -hmm. certain points like it's not you know it's not like it was just like nine years of hell obviously I was very invested in my relationship for a reason Mm -hmm. but also to be able to kind of go through and look at and say like okay I have my own flaws as well Like I'm moody as fuck and my anxiety is like real bad sometimes. But to try to just go through piece by piece and talk about all of these things and also be able to essentially, I feel like at certain points, write a love letter to my friends and my family. Yeah. You know, and go through this whole thing. A lot of these stories and things that are in the book were written earlier on so I was definitely a little bit more raw at that time yeah but yeah I did feel like it was pretty cathartic and then I really felt like doing the photo shoot was like the most fun yeah um there's one uh shot or one like series of photos where Kelly the same photographer who did uh fancy AF Mm -hmm. she shot this book as well because she's just the absolute best and her and her team are incredible and they set up they found this tv on the side of the road and they were like well this would be great for this shot oh my god and then I had a golf club and all this stuff and they were like all right we're gonna play some rage against the machine super loud and you just (laughs) go to town on that tv and like I literally like stab myself with my own fingernail oh my god because I was going (laughs) so 
wailing so hard on this TV. And I was like, wow, this is why people go to those rage rooms. Like, right. it is the most amazing, most like therapeutic yeah. feeling. Yeah, we got to do a little bit of that when we went up to Tahoe at Lisa's new place. We all took sledgehammers and just screamed things we were mad at into the wall and then just beat the shit out of it. And it yeah. felt so good. Yeah, it feels amazing. It really did. So I want to give Dan... Another <laughs> moment on shenanigans because he's had some moments he's on shenanigans moments. without you. Oh my gosh, that's funny. On the way yeah. here, I was talking to him and he was like, Are you going to talk about me? I was like, I don't know. It depends on what Sheena wants to yes, talk about. <laughs> because uh, we stand Dan. I just think he is such another light of positivity in your life. From the second I saw him on Instagram, but then met him in person, I was like, Oh my God obsessed like <laughs> he just has the best energy he does yeah I can't even picture this guy in a bad mood ever like he's just that person where you feel like are you always happy because <laughs> he always just has the best energy wants to make sure everyone else is having the best time and I feel like it's so different from the past relationships you've been in and not just your most recent ex but right. the guy before that mm -hmm. and to see you now with someone who I just feel like you guys bring out the best in each other and I I love to see it I I love love <laughs> and I'm so happy for the two of you <laughs> thank so. you he's a very like grounding calming positive energy yeah he's very like always trying to help mm -hmm. um with things like okay i needed to call amex and he's like i'll call them i'm like okay great that then i'm like no don't do that don't do it. he's like i'm gonna call them i know you want to do everything yourself but i'm gonna just go ahead and do it and i feel like you know i just want to keep going towards things that are positive and so I'm just going to keep doing what makes me happy yeah. and going in that direction or at least trying to. And he is someone who does bring a whole lot of happiness and really just like calming and positive energy to my life. So I'm going to keep him around. Yeah, <laughs> no, he really does. I feel like having you with someone for the first time that I've personally ever seen who supports you, who's happy to help you and empower you and also take a back seat and just fucking let you shine. Mm. Literally, it has been so nice to see him just be like, no, no, no. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to bother her. You know, she's, she's working. She's this. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think she might want you to bother her. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's okay. But yeah. How is it doing a long distance relationship. Have you guys talked about what the next steps are going to be? Would you mm. ever move back to New York? Would he ever move to LA or just keep this going for a bit and yeah. see how it is? I guess it's hard to predict like, you know, even just like work wise, what's going to come up in the next year or so. Mm -hmm. I would love it if he moved out here. Yeah. But he's born and raised in New York. So I can understand how that would be like a huge adjustment. And his family is there. And it's like, I wouldn't want to take him away from his family. Right. But moving back to New York for me sounds. Oh, God. It's so much harder. Yeah. <laughs> like just the day to day. Like when I'm in L.A., I can throw whatever shit I need for the day in my car 
and just bop around in my car and it's easy peasy. Right. Yeah, there's traffic. But I can sit and I'm sitting comfortable mm-hmm. and I got my music going and I'm chilling with the AC. But like when I lived in New York, I remember I would have this like giant bag <laughs> of all the like changes of clothes right. that I needed that day. Some like makeup for like later on in the day. And it just was like just so much more of a chore every day to like mm-hmm. go out and get the things done that I need to get done. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, it's just, Ellie's e- e- just easier and it's yeah. so beautiful like all the time. I know. So I'm like, it's kind of hard to beat. Y- and you know, I was a, not the biggest fan when I first moved. I know. And you, so this is like, I've become, I'm converted. Yeah. Yeah. It is the best. You know, we got the sunshine. You can snowboard and surf in the same day. Yeah. I've always said that about being yeah. in Southern California. There's just so many different extremes like you can experience. And like good snowboarding. Like yes. I, I just learned how to ski the last time I went. So I'm a, I'm a skier now. I know. I love that. <laughs> now you've inspired me. Like I'm like, maybe I should ski. I was shocked at how much easier it was for me because mm-hmm. I was really trying to force being a snowboarder for so long. And I was just like, same. why do I feel like I want to cry every time I do this? <laughs> no. Maybe it's time for a change. Right. But like good snowboarding and good skiing is literally two hours away. Whereas like in New York, I think you can probably you can drive to Vermont or whatever, but it's like little hill. It's I know. One. No, the snow is not as good. Yeah. <laughs> well, no snowboarding or skiing in the fall. Like if winter comes early because we cannot injure you before dancing with the stars. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, why can't we? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Do you know who your partner will be yet? I don't know yet. You don't find out until like soon, like right sooner to the date, right? It's supposed to be soon. Oh, wait, soon now? Like soon as in <gasps> like in the next like little bit here because we're oh, almost into September. Shit. Oh my God, that's right. It's shocking how time flies. But I'm really, I'm almost like, I'm like can I just find out early? Yeah. <laughs> Have you been doing anything to prep for this? Have you taken any dance classes? Are you doing extra stretches? I know we went to Stretch Lab yeah, recently. I've been going to Stretch Lab Good. like a lot. Been doing a lot of stretching. I've been doing a lot of like strength training and stuff. Uh-huh. More like cardio endurance. I haven't done like dance dance classes, but yeah, I just like I'm really excited to just like get going and just like dive into that yeah. and like be able to just focus on that. <laughs> So excited! But I'm for you. determined to get a split by the end of yes. my ra- my however long I make it on the show till the end. Sure, yeah, for the finale and be performance. Able to do a split yes. like you. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited! You're gonna get there. Oh my god, I'm, I I'm hope so excited. So. We're gonna take a quick little break. This episode of Shenanigans is brought to you by Poise Ultra Thins. As you all know, I talk about it all of the time on this podcast. I am in love with being a mom. And it's very important to me to always keep things real and to talk about some of the uncomfortable things that other women maybe don't talk about. Because I have to tell you, after having a baby, things just hit different down there. Now that I have been performing and doing all of this with the band... I got to tell you, when I'm jumping up and down on stage, things hit different and sometimes a little bit leaks out. So a lot of women I know use period pads for their bladder leaks, but after having a baby, let's be honest, I got to say period pads are not designed for pee. Poise Ultra Thins, on the other hand, are. 
Poise Ultra Thins are the brand's thinnest protection that help keep you clean, dry, and fresh. So if you're like me and you're very active and you're jumping up and down, performing, if you are running around Disneyland, if you are just running around doing errands or just simply at home and you want to be more comfortable, I'm telling you, Poise Ultra Thins are such a good way to enjoy motherhood without compromise. So let's keep it real about all things motherhood, all things postpartum. And you know what? It takes poise. Learn more at poise.com. And now one thing that I've talked to you about on this podcast before, if you're a longtime shenanigans listener, you've heard me talk about it way back in the day. But more recently, my sister got me on Rakuten. And I'm sure you've seen the commercials for it. But I have to tell you that Rakuten is literally the most rewarding way to shop and save because their members earn cash back on everything they buy. So it's basically a shopping platform that partners with over 4,200 stores across every category. I mean, they have beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, etc. You name it, Rakuten has it. It's like you're already shopping at your favorite stores. So why not be saving money while doing it? It's basically a no-brainer. Some of the stores that I definitely shop at the most and love to get cash back from is Sephora and Ulta when it comes to all things beauty. But also when it comes to all things kitty, we've got Petco. And if you're like a Brock Tech guy, we've got Best Buy. There's so many places that you can get cash back. So Rakuten is literally the smartest way to save money when you shop. Membership is free. It's easy to sign up. Right now, all of my shenanigans listeners can start shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today because your cash back really adds up. All right. Well, I wanted to get all of the fun stuff (laughs) in the intro, you know, talk about just all of the good things because Obviously, we've got to address some of the Mm. bad things. Mm -hmm. So as I'm sure most everyone listening or if you're watching on YouTube is aware, last week, Raquel, Rachel, what are we we referring to her as? I feel like Rachel has just been what I've been saying for so long and, you know, yeah. She said she's going by, you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, until she says that to my face, I just, it, Raquel just comes out easier. It I'm going to so, try and go with Rachel. Okay. Yeah. It is, it is kind of like, you know? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Raquel, Rachel, whatever. She gave her first interview since March on Bethany Frankel's podcast. I know you're obviously aware of it. You've been tagged and shit. I'm sure you've seen various clips on your For You page, unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. on TikTok. Like, swipe, swipe, swipe. Um, Don't give me more of this algorithm. Right. Yeah. So have you listened to or seen any of it? I've read uh, recap. Okay. But I haven't, you know, listen, podcasts are long. And right. that one was three parts. That's a lot of time to take to, you know, so I did not listen, but I did read, you know, synopses. Yeah. How has this interview made you feel? I know you've been very open about your mental health in the past. Has this had any impact on it with just 
Mm. the lies that we know are still being said. Mm, it has impacted it. I have to say that like, you know, I don't think that it's uh, there's anything wrong with or anything bad about Rachel going on anything to do any interview. Right. You know, as she should. We obviously she was going to at some point mm-hmm. and it, you know, makes sense. But some of the things that were said were made me really sad, made me angry. And then I understand that with Rachel, I feel like she's still going along with some things that were told to her over the last year or so Mm -hmm. from the other party in said affair. And I think it's that made me really sad. And then I always kind of feel like you know I can kind of understand why she put a she put a lot of weight onto what was being told to her so mm-hmm. part of me is like okay I get why maybe even though you should know better at this point that those things are not true okay that's you're choosing to believe him but then Bethany is mm-hmm. who I feel like should have known better And who actually, I think, upset me more in the things that were said, because even, I guess, as recently as whatever podcast she did after the fact, she said, oh, Ariana's forgiven him. I'm like, why are you speaking for me? First of all, I don't know you. Yeah. And you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Lady. So there were a lot of things that were said by her that actually, I think made me more angry because I feel like she should know better. She also said she hadn't even watched the show before until all of this. And then what she watched the reunion where everyone was obviously coming so hard at Raquel because of them, both of them. Yes. But Raquel was one being interviewed. Rachel. Sure. Yes. But it's like, let's not forget that this reunion was three Mm -hmm. weeks after Everyone found out all of this. She mm-hmm. has a restraining order against me. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these things. So what do you want to say to people who say, you know, that you went too hard on them at the reunion? I would say that I believe that my response to what was done to me in that moment mm-hmm. was exactly what I would think any person would respond with mm-hmm. in that moment. I you know, hearing Bethany say something about like, if that was my child, I would have murdered someone based on like some words that were said in response to what I endured for seven months and I just found out Mm -hmm. about. Well, you know, I'd like to say that I have a mother who feels pretty strongly about what was done to me for seven months behind my back. Yeah. And she certainly doesn't think that me responding to all of that with some harsh and warranted words is the worst thing that could happen. Right. If I sat down and had a conversation with her today, would I say the same things? Probably not. Right. But I was only going to speak to her that one time and never again. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any other communication with her and I will never have any other communication with her. Yeah, totally. It's like, I can understand, you know, for Bethany to, I mean, clearly not have done enough research. You know, she has this girl on who she wants to defend and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, we did this 
for years. <laughs> yes, we that's were very true. that person for her. So it's like, okay, not gonna fault Bethany for wanting to defend her. You know, we no, were of course we did so that. loyal to her. Mm-hmm. We like the fact that she said you were no more than an acquaintance, an alliance, a coworker. That was very hurtful. That she was using you to get closer to Tom. I I yeah. That was very hurtful. Because I wasn't using her for shit. I, I just thought that we were friends. Literally. <laughs> what do you have to say? And obviously, I know the answers to all of these questions. But for the <laughs> listeners, what do you have to say to her comment that she said, you know, you guys never hung out outside of the show, outside of obligations? I would say that that's a very obvious that was a very obvious lie. Yeah. Or at least a very obvious when I think of someone lying, I think of they're doing it on purpose. I don't know if she's doing it on purpose or if she really understands that that statement right there could be so easily refuted with photographic evidence. Yeah. You know, up in the Saturday night before the Wednesday night that I found this out was an example of her and I hanging out off camera Mm -hmm. at Avalon. I saw that video. And I remember during that time, I was already skeptical of her. I had already been questioning her. And I sent that video to Jenny Ting. And I was like, what is happening here? Like, what is this? Like, they're not filming. There's no requirement to hang out. There is no call time. And she's like dancing on you at whatever club you guys were at or Mm -hmm. festival. That was your friend. Yes. And if she feels otherwise, that sucks because it feels like she made. I was very much under the impression that we were like really good friends. Yeah. And I didn't come to that impression lightly. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot for me sometimes to like really let people into what I consider. When I say inner circle, I mean like people we go on trips with Mm -hmm. people who I make sure had a place to stay for Coachella and things like that, inviting people to music festivals, you know, that's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Um, And if all of that was fake to her, that just really sucks for me because I it wasn't fake to me. There was even a time where Brock's family came in from Australia and I needed the apartment which she couldn't even have toilet paper stocked for. That's a whole other side (laughs) topic. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. But she stayed with you guys because she's like, I don't have any other friends I can stay with. I'm just going to call Ariana and see if I can stay with her. You were her next person. If it wasn't you, it was me. If it wasn't me, it was you. Mm -hmm. So uh, for her to say this, you know, alliance, like, I'm sorry, it's Vanderpump Rules. It's not Big Brother. Okay, we don't we're not doing alliances. We have genuine friendships. And that is the best part about our show. And that's what makes Things like this even harder, you know. Oh there my was gosh, a yes. Fifteen-year friendship I had with this person mm-hmm. who did this to you, mm-hmm. and it's like, <sighs> no, it's it's very. I think um, I'm not sure whose decision it was to try to diminish the friendships and try to diminish what is a very real show. Yeah, I don't know whose decision it was to do that, but it was a bad decision and it was a very untrue statement Mm -hmm. or series of statements to make i know bethany did that as well you know saying that this is like a producer thing or 
things like that. And all that does is diminish what I went through mm-hmm. and still living it, still living through it. And what you went through and all these things that were very and are very real. Yeah. And I think I don't know if diminishing those things is a way to distance from like how hurtful it was or to make people think that it's not that big of a deal. So like, yeah, you know, fuck Ariana and Sheena. Like who gives a fuck if they're, you know, or like, oh, look, here's a picture of Sheena and Ariana looking happy on Instagram. They must have never cared about any of this. You know what I mean? And it's just very like, I I don't, I I just think it's a, it's a bad move. And I, that again goes back to someone who I would think knows better. And that's Bethany. Mm -hmm. So I think it was clear in this interview that, Rachel was attempting to change the narrative. She slept with her best friend's man, you know, mm-hmm. when it's like you can see clips of her last season saying Ariana is my best friend in this group. You can see a clip of her with me on the Chicks in the Office podcast where yeah. I even want to insert that audio here. Ariana and Sheena were the ones that really embraced me into Mm -hmm. this group and have been there for me since day one. So, like, I know who my true friends are. Where she says, Sheena and Ariana, like, I know who my true friends are in this group. So you're just lying then? Well, that's the thing is I don't know at this point when these things, when were, was it a lie and when was it the truth? Because I feel like, you know, yeah was she lying then or is she lying now not lying now but is she Mm -hmm. like convincing herself of something else now i don't know it's just sad and it it is really hurtful because i did see this girl we both did like a little sister like more than just a co-worker co-star friend Mm -hmm. from sir i mean if i thought someone was just a co-worker co-star they would not be coming and staying in my Coachella house. Yeah. They would not be going to dinner with like me, you and Janet. They would not. I would not be doing matching Halloween costumes for Brad's birthday. Right. I wouldn't be doing any of those things with someone that's just like a, An acquaintance. a co-worker acquaintance. No, I, that's just not like that's just not how it is for me. And it just very I don't know. It's very sad. I just keep saying it's sad because it is it to me. It is just very sad. Do you think there was any part of her when she was asking you private questions about your relationship with Tom and your intimacy, do you think any part of her was trying to see how you would respond to see if he was telling her the truth? I honestly, I still like going back to that scene in that conversation, there was like obviously so much more that didn't make it onto the show. Right. As is always the case, because we talk for a lot longer. (laughs) But like we were... I was crying to her about how I have cellulite and Mm -hmm. how, you know, I was like, we were, we got deep in that conversation, Mm -hmm. but we didn't have deep conversations according to her. Right. But I still go back to that and can't really wrap my head around what was even like trying to be done or said or, or like what was the motivation behind it in the moment. I was just excited to be, having this conversation with her as opposed to, you know, when I have conversations like that with Lala or Katie, they're my friends. Mm -hmm. And I know that people have misconstrued or it's my own fault 
that I haven't explained what I meant by when I said that they weren't in my inner circle. Mm -hmm. It's not that we weren't friends or don't care about them. And I don't think they care about me. It's that like you were very much around my relationship on and off camera. Mm -hmm. Rachel was someone who was around Logan and Brad are people who would see me and my ex together all the time off camera. Mm -hmm. So when observations were made about my relationship by Lala and or Katie around that time, some of those observations ended up being completely accurate and completely yeah. true. But when they weren't around for say like music festivals, trips, dinners, hanging out at the house, just chilling. So it was hard for me to say like, have those conversations with people like Lala or Katie in that moment because it was like, but you guys don't actually see the relationship mm -hmm. often. Yeah. And well, I would always be like, you got to go to, if you want to know what the relationship is, you got to like when I think Lala did uh, one of those interviews that we used to do the after show interviews. And uh -huh. she was like, Oh, everyone thinks that Tom and Ariana are never affectionate off camera. And I'm like, that's a question for someone like Logan. Right. Who actually is around us, not Lala. Mm -hmm. Because Logan and Brad would be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I see yeah. them be being affectionate all the time. Right. But like, again, going back to this whole thing, I was excited to have that conversation with her because I felt like, oh, this is someone who's actually around a lot. Yeah. And this was someone who was one of your closest friends. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, you don't just drive to Orange County in rush hour traffic to go support an acquaintance in I a made pageant. Signs. You made signs. I got markers and glitter. We were there, literally. We, we her were, family wasn't even there. Her family wasn't there, we and we were, were there. there. We were this the only like, people there for her. Yeah, because we were the closest people outside of her family. Yeah, because we cared. Literally, we wanted to support her, and we wanted to be we there. Knew for it was her. a big deal for her. We knew it was potentially her last time. Even I even stayed after with Tom, obviously, but I even stayed after to make sure I was able to like see her and, mm -hmm. you know, say good job and all this stuff before she, you know, went off to bed. And it's like, you know, that just sucks because it feels like she didn't care. She doesn't care about any of that. Yeah. And it just kind of goes back to this thing of like feeling sad and feeling like, no one cared. Mm -hmm. No one cared about me. The two of them, they didn't care about me. They didn't care about me at all. They didn't care that Charlotte died. They didn't care my grandma died. No. They didn't care about what this might do to me. They didn't care about what... They, they didn't care at all. Every I love you was a, was a fake. Mm -hmm. Every time I thought we were all joking around having fun, it was a fake. It was like a inside joke between the two of them. I was a joke. I was a fucking joke. And so, yeah, I'm going to have some pretty harsh words for people who treated me like a literal just piece of trash. Yeah. That didn't care what happened to me at all. And still to this day, I've not been remorseful about it. So mm -hmm. it's like, thank God I'm doing okay. But would they only be remorseful if I wasn't? It's a really good question. We're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back.
All right. And our next partner on shenanigans today is Brock's personal favorite, which has now become one of my favorite things to do in my morning routine. And that is AG1. They are the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. So I decided I had to give AG1 a try because A, I was tired of hearing Brock talk about how awesome it was without being a part of the party. You know what FOMO is? That's what I felt. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. Because if you're like me, you may want to add a scoop to a smoothie instead of just a cup of water. So Brock and I have started drinking AG1 in the morning Sometimes he'll have it, you know, whether it's right before he goes to the gym or right after the gym, but it's usually always in the morning because when you start your day with this, he made a really good comparison. It's like the feeling we get when we are out of our ice bath and we know we just accomplished something so good for our body. That's how we both feel after we drink AG1. It's like, I know I just put so much goodness into my body that I feel great and I feel ready to take on the day. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut health and mood support. I have felt recently my energy has been boosted And after bleaching my hair, let me tell you, my hair, I feel like it's even healthier looking as well as my skin and nails. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Sheena. That's drinkag1.com slash Sheena. Check it out. And another thing that I like to pour just actually straight into my water is liquid IV. Now, this is something that I have been adding to my water for years because it super extra hydrates you. Whether I'm staying up late night binging TV, I'm going on a hot girl walk, I'm just busy AF with my filming schedule in the summer. Everyday hydration is something that I need to always keep as a priority because if I am hydrated, I am energized, I feel ready to go. Whatever this show throws at me, you know what? I got it because I'm hydrated. So I love that it's convenient packaging. It's these itty bitty little packs that can fit in literally any size purse. You could put it in your bra. You take it on the go with you. My favorite right now is the white peach flavor, but they also have a new green grape, which is tart and crisp. And then they have the lemon lime. So if you want zesty and refreshing, that is for you. I just, I love the white peach. I love all things fruity. So they are non-GMO, they're free from gluten, dairy, soy, all of that. To date, also, I just want to point out that Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in over 50 countries around the world. It's real people, real flavor, real hydrating, now sugar-free. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code HONEY at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you use promo code HONEY at liquidiv.com. 
So from various accounts I have heard, it seems as though Tom and Rachel had a plan to hide their romance until after your relationship ended. Had you not found evidence on his phone that night, how do you think this would have played out? Like, what do you think Tom's plan actually was? I know what he's told me, but what do Mm -hmm. you think it was? I mean, I do think his plan was to break up with me, go on Winter House. He didn't, like, break up with me, not tell anybody, go on Winter House, be able to be the, like, you know, the guy that everyone loves, bringing all the lights and the costumes and the whatever, Mm -hmm. and then come back, and I don't know if it would be before or after the reunion or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then just, like, oh, lo and behold, we just started dating for whatever reason. Oops. Right, and... You know, I understand that the other part of that plan was the seed planting throughout season 10 of all these. Listen, our relationship had issues. Every relationship has issues. Every relationship has issues. Our relationship had issues. We were in couples therapy, which obviously was also a lie, Mm -hmm. a facade. But we, I thought we were in couples therapy to make our relationship better. And shocker, it was getting better based on his own testimony. Mm-hmm. But he was already, you know, well out the door because he's having an affair and doesn't understand how dopamine works and mm-hmm. things like that. Affair brain, as they call it. And I think that part of those, the seed planting was all of this stuff that I'm just the worst. And I know that season 11 is going to be a lot of that. He is going to be spending, obviously we don't film together. I don't film with him. I think there's like some confusion because there's been some all cast things that have happened where I've been in the same vicinity as him. But to make it very clear, he and I do not film together. I have not forgiven him. We are not cool. That has not like changed at all. But I know that he will spend probably every single episode trashing me in our relationship because in the same vein as this podcast that happened with Bethany, uh, it serves him in some way to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's really upsetting because if anybody's able to trash anyone in the situation, it should be me (laughs) Yeah, because I was done dirty and I did not do him dirty whatsoever. Yeah. No, you never did anything wrong just because the relationship wasn't perfect and it had Mm -hmm. issues just because i'm an insufferable twat doesn't mean that i deserve what happened you know (laughs) what i'm saying like but i mean like it's like yeah you can say that i am annoying you can say that i'm moody you can say a lot of things about me i know that i can be a freaking bitch right but so can every single other person Mm -hmm. on this planet And I was very much invested in my relationship, very much invested in building a future with this person. And, you know, I was, like I said, in the finale, ready and willing to do all of the steps necessary Mm -hmm. to make the relationship what it had the potential to be. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what I I think the plan was. Mm -hmm. Rachel relayed to Bethany that you and Tom were broken up. When you discovered the evidence of the affair on She's his She's referring to the Valentine's Day conversation in which yeah. he continued to sleep in my bed mm-hmm. afterwards, 
there was a there was a long conversation. I sp- spoke about this conversation on Caller Daddy mm-hmm. at length about this Valentine's Day conversation. And I gotta go ahead and tell you guys that a conversation that was had on Valentine's Day two weeks before I found this out does not change a single thing. No. And also, if you guys were fully broken up, I don't think you would have been at Tom Tom that night at his show supporting him. We've all seen videos of you mm-hmm. right there. If he was cheering him staying on. in someone else's apartment, packed a bag, said, no, for real, this is over, packed a bag yeah. and left. And now, and then no, I obviously would not have been there. Exactly. <laughs> she also said that if she felt your relationship had any longevity, she never would have entered the affair. She claimed that your relationship was that of two business partners or roommates And you were only together because you were tied to one another through your brand as a couple. There's a lot wrong with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What was the first part? She said that she felt your relationship had no longevity. I would go as far as to say that uh, nine years, which is about a third of my life. Well, I guess I'm older now, so <laughs> um, whatever. Almost a quarter of my life. That's what we in the real world call longevity. Nine years is longevity. Mm-hmm. If she was being told that other stuff about brand, business, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. She was being told that from the other party in the relationship as a way to justify or get away with what was happening Mm -hmm. behind my back. And if that is the opinion, that was an opinion held by one person in the relationship. And that person is not me. Never once ever looked at my relationship as a business or a brand. That's fucking weird. Yeah. I don't kiss my business partners. I don't cuddle with them in bed. No, I don't try to, I don't plan trips. They're not my wedding date. They're not like, I don't do shit like that with, business partners no i could understand tom tom that being a brand and a business well, and also like they because had their- the only brand and business thing that we did together was your book the book and alka-seltzer mm-hmm. i'm trying to think if if there were other yeah so yeah i don't know i want to add on to that too. i think everyone knows that's silly no i don't totally. think there's totally uh there's certainly not like a large percentage of people Mm -hmm. who heard that and went oh yeah that sounds totally right (laughs) no and I want to add on to that too I didn't appreciate Bethany she had comments where she was asking like what's the big deal you know in regards to you and Tom weren't married you didn't have kids it's like first of all you'd been together for almost a decade Mm -hmm. you shared pets together Mm -hmm. a mortgage I mean he was your common law spouse you didn't have to have it on in many states right you know like it was almost a decade. So, well, and I also find that hurtful in regards to other women who are in relationships that don't have children because maybe they can't have children mm-hmm. or they don't want to have children or they don't want to get married. None of those women or none of those people's relationships are less meaningful mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. And again, it goes back to, you know, uh, she should know better. Yeah. Than to say that about anybody. Totally. Last thing on this topic, Mm -hmm. they both suggested that by you still living in the same house, it's either proof that one, the scandal was a fabrication to save the show. So hurtful. Or that you and Tom were just comfortable existing as roommates for a long time already. 
You know what? There's something to be said for that just towards the end of the, while he was having the affair. Mm-hmm. I have to say him being like staying out late all the time was always something that gave me like really made my anxiety like super, super bad. Never knowing when he was going to come in the door, never knowing how late he's going to stay out. He'd say he's going to be out till 12 and then it's two or three and he's still out. And I'm like, what's I can sleep. You know what? In that regard, I have to say. I sleep a lot easier at night, not giving a fuck about when he's coming in that door. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I have to say about, yes, we're in the same house, but I don't have to think about he's coming in my bedroom because he's not. Mm-hmm. I sleep with my door locked. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. But um, that is so incredibly hurtful because you them saying that there's a fabrication to save the show. First of all, our show was not getting canceled. No, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where this came from, but we were, that was not like a thing that Mm -hmm. was like, we weren't on the chopping block from last season to, to this. And so that right there out the window. Yeah. But that being said, I'm the one who made production aware when I found out, right? Like the next day, actually I said something to them I would not do that because I wanted to save the show that I'm like, I love the show. Don't get me wrong. I love the show. I love our crew. I love our production company, all of that. But that is certainly not my motivation in life is like, let me save the show by Mm -hmm. like my whole life falling apart, blowing up, having to start over. I mean, you obviously saw me in the next few days after that. That is not anywhere near the truth. No. And again, they both know better. Yeah. On that on that tip, they both know better, not just Bethany. Yeah. And to suggest that, oh, I'm living in my listen, I pay a mortgage, right? It's expensive. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people on the internet seem to think that I'm like rolling in money right now. I have a lot of places that that money has to go before I get to just freaking be like Scrooge McDuck. Okay. I am not rich. I do not have millions of dollars and I'm also not going to squander my financial future and stability by putting myself in a position to fuck myself over for the rest of my life because somebody else fucked up. Mm -hmm. I have a pretty decent little setup. I stay in my room or I go in the kitchen if I have to, whatever. But like my room is like kind of like a little apartment, Mm -hmm. right? I don't see him. I don't interact with him. I stay in my own little zone. I'm busy. I got a lot going on and I have financial advisors. I have a lawyer. I have an accountant. I have all kinds of people that are helping me make the best decisions so that whatever money I'm making now or whatever money I have or could potentially get in the future goes to the right places to set me up for not being in the position that I was years ago before I was making money on this show at all, which was not good. Mm -hmm. I've never been someone who came from money and I don't intend to fuck myself over when it comes to money because I know how quickly that shit goes away. Yeah. So I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of Maya and Kitty. Kitty is very old 
in the past when I have moved with her, she will has darted out the door, climbed up a tree and had to have the fire department called. I know she's older now, but like cats are very territorial and I do not want to fuck with her in that way no, because totally. I don't know how much longer I have with her. I just lost Charlotte. I know that Kitty's older. She's probably next. And I want her last years or last time to be one that is stable and positive. And if I can move once, I will move once. Yeah. But I am not fucking around with my life and I'm not letting someone else's horrible decisions ruin my future. So I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Well, good. I love that you're putting yourself first. Well, somebody's got to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, last break. I promise we'll be right back. And now because it's Friday, it's Factor Friday. It's the time where I talk to you about my favorite at-home meal delivery, which is also America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery kit that comes delivered straight to my door every week. I get my smoothies. They also have pressed juices. I get my meals. And especially, y'all, while I have been filming this summer and I have been so busy, this has been the one thing making sure I'm always fed when I have just a quick break in between scenes, in between nap, bedtime, I got appointments, you know, mama is busy. So Factor makes it so easy to keep me fed because it is a simple poke a couple holes in it, chuck it in the microwave, two minutes and boom, lunch, dinner, breakfast, midnight snacks. Cause yes, let me tell you, I also use these for my midnight snacks. They're ready to go. And let me just tell you, these meals have so much flavor. I mean, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons. So they have breakfast items like these really good apple cinnamon pancakes. They have bacon and cheddar egg bites. It's like you don't need to go to Starbucks when you have Factor at home. This August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered to your door. And like I said, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Y'all can head to factormeals.com slash goodasgold50 and use code goodasgold50 to get 50% off. That's code goodasgold50 at factormeals.com slash goodasgold50 to get 50% off. And while we're on the food topic, I got to tell you that... Pillsbury Crescent Rolls have so many new simple recipes. So if you are at home and you're wanting to cook, this is something that can be added to your weeknight dinner rotation. So there are so many also from my parents out there, kid pleasing dinner recipes that are not going to take all night to make by filling up the Pillsbury Crescents with delicious ingredients that are going to transform your crescent from a side dish to the main dish to the entree because if you're like my husband he thinks an entree is an appetizer and I'm like it's a main it's a you know so I love that these weeknight recipes are as easy as fill roll and bake whatever your favorite ingredients are you put it into the crescent roll quick and easy spin on weeknight recipes let me tell you there are so many things that you can do with these, like little pepperoni pizza crescent rolls. Um, you can do a chicken bacon ranch. 
You can do broccoli and cheddar if you want to get the veggies in for your kid, but still get the carb. You can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle. So if you're looking for it at the store, just know that's the aisle you want to go down. Dinner prep in 30 minutes or less. Very much so picky eater pleasing. I grew up having these Pillsbury Crescent rolls. And back in the day, I got to tell you, in the 90s, we just had it as a side dish. But now we're in 2023. We are making the side dish the main dish. Pillsbury Crescent rolls know exactly how to do that. Find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. Okay, so moving on, there was a topic that Rachel brought up during her interview with Bethany that I thought was important to address regarding the difference of how men and women are covered in the situation. Mm. Do you feel like there has been a noticeable difference between how Tom and Rachel have been portrayed in this situation? I don't think that there has been a difference in how they've been portrayed. I think that there's a difference in how both of them decided to move within their own lives and the decisions that they made on their own after mm-hmm. the fact that did kind of change in terms of like, she went away mm-hmm. and aside from sending postcards to my house and mm-hmm. whatever else, she was very much like away. Right. He decided to do this tour and he decided to come back to the show right she was offered to do so and she decided against it i would argue that i think not coming back to the show well except for obviously her reasons why were about not getting paid right which our pay scale works on seniority number of seasons so that was like obviously never going to be a thing But that being said, I would argue that I think that that's the right decision, especially if you are, you know, kind of struggling with your mental health and how you're handling the fallout of what happened and your actions and Mm -hmm. the consequences and all of that. I honestly think that that's a wise decision. I also think it's a wise decision to not be in contact with him because it seems as though, you know, he kind of... whatever I can't speak about the relationship I don't know a whole lot about it but I think that that's also probably best for her Mm -hmm. if I was her friend or her sister or someone that's close to her I would say that seems like the right thing to do yeah but he accepted the offer to come back to season 11 of Vanderpump Rules and he decided to go on this tour and do these things that was his decision and therefore there's like some differences in how people are seeing but I actually feel I don't know about the portrayal aspect I don't see a difference because I think he's gotten it pretty hard but she said that the backlash is unfair and disproportionately towards her I I mean I guess I just feel like I haven't I see a lot of backlash towards him so Mm -hmm. I, I guess it's hard for me to say but at least when it comes to me He's gotten it a lot worse for me than she did. So, <laughs> Right. But it is interesting, too, how, of course, for like her mental health and where she was at after coming mm-hmm. out of this facility, going back into what some people feel is a toxic environment when it's your it reality show. It absolutely can be, especially in the especially right now. Yes. Yes. When you're not coming back to a group of your friends anymore. Mm-hmm. But then it's like you said that you would if the price was right. 
if you made as much as Tom and Ariana, you would have come back. Mm-hmm. And then Bethany, there was like a comment she made where she was like, yeah, the amount of money you made is what I pay my interns. And then did you see Lisa on TMZ? I did. <laughs> Which I also can back up. I know for a fact because Rachel thanked me for getting her with the mm. attorney she was with last season because he was able to negotiate her 19000 an episode. Wow. Times 19 episodes. $361,000. Wow. Any intern who's making that? Like, Dang, I want to be an intern. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that the audience and media is usually harder on the woman, though, than the man in these situations? I definitely feel like that is something that, that there is truth to that. Because yeah. I've definitely, listen, there's people right now who are coming after me, coming at me. Oh, by the way, I've had people texting. Oh, I told you this before. Mm -hmm. Texting me from fake Google numbers mm -hmm. with like threats and things like that. So there's not just one person who's getting threats and yeah. maybe I should call the FBI, but like literally like she's not the only one in this. You know what I mean? And I, it's very fucked up mm -hmm. the way that some people go, go really overboard and yeah. contact but I definitely feel like there is truth to that because even when it comes to my house and getting that figured out, there are people coming at me left and fucking right about my financial decisions mm -hmm. and like what Bethany did, mm -hmm. what she said, and then igniting her doing that ignites all kinds of people on the internet who think that this is like all some sort of hoax like literally fucking diminish everything I've been through as some sort of hoax, some sort of ratings grab, some sort of whatever. Yeah. And none of those people are harassing my ex to get the fuck out of the house that he wrecked. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like even in that regard, I get it and he yeah. doesn't. So I definitely feel like there's a lot of that just in general since the dawn of time, there's definitely been that thing of like, yeah, the women get it harder than yeah. men do. Absolutely. I mean, I'm still season 11, a home wrecking horror. You know, the mm -hmm. show, the way it started, it's like, mm -hmm. I've never seen really anything negative about Eddie in the press, mm -hmm. yet I'm still getting that. And it's just, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's one no, of those things. Very, very true. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's anything Rachel could have done differently in how she's handled the fallout? Like she could have been honest, you know, from day one, though. She could one... have come to me and said, hey, your boyfriend's hitting on me. Mm -hmm. Like literally last summer, she could have mm -hmm. come to me and said, you're a really good friend to me. And I need to tell you something that's making me uncomfortable the way that he's acting towards mm -hmm. me. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. I also feel like at any given point during that affair, there could have been a conversation or there could have been a, she could have been like, Hey, Sheena, can you help me mm -hmm. tell her what's going on? Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't be friends with her right. or him, but at least it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. wouldn't have been so traumatic in the way that it happened. And then I think now if she, you know, went to this place and came out and if everything had just happened the way it just happened. Right. And she went on this exact same podcast and then just didn't talk about me at all. Mm -hmm. That would have been better. Yeah. Because it's kind of like weird how I would be brought into this thing as the, as if I've done anything to either of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. 
you said about how it happened and regarding the video you found on Tom's phone, it seems as though Rachel's more upset at the thought that you might have shared this video with others and that, you know, she's mad at Tom, obviously, for recording it in the first place, which also contradicts her narrative against women receiving disproportionate blame Mm. than men. But why do you think it seems like she's still kind of protecting Tom? Yes, it does. But also to be very clear, I have not shown I know or sent that video. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I did not hold on to it for any reason. It there wasn't was, sent to the iCloud. So that video was gone, 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 gone mm-hmm. before I ever even called her on the phone. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, I saw about maybe five seconds of that. I wasn't sitting there like mm. opening popcorn for right. night. So I know that she said that it's like that people know about what's in it. It's very simple. Yeah. I mean, there's you not told I'm not going to get into the details, but there's right. not a lot of details. details. It's very right. straightforward. So it's like, I would love to see her name the people you know who have supposedly seen this well that's the thing is it's just like it's really it's really fucked up to try to even my well the other thing is that my lawyer made all of that very clear the second that she sent when she sent a cease and desist to the entire cast as a precaution definitely think that's a great idea Mm -hmm. i think that's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. uh totally understand why that would be sent out Great precaution to take. You should take that precaution. Mm-hmm. My lawyer responded to said precaution with very thorough, very clear information mm-hmm. that proved and showed. It was like, absolutely not. Here you go. Here's proof. All this stuff. Yeah. And I think regardless of anything, we can all agree if she was recorded without her consent, like that is a big issue. That is a big you issue. Know? And that is something that she should address with him with directly. Him and leave you alone. I kind of want to go back to how what she was saying, you know, that she felt maybe like part of this scandal was fabricated, you know, to save the show. I know there was something she said, Alex Baskin, our EP of VPR, had relayed in an interview where he said that the show was going to be canceled if it wasn't for the scandal. And it's like, no, I think what he said was after season nine and a pandemic season, we were so lucky the show didn't get canceled and we got another chance. Mm -hmm. Season 10 without any of this was a stellar fucking season, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, and everyone was happy. Yeah. From the top down. Yeah. Do you feel like there has been any part of this scandal that has been fabricated aside from, you know, the fact that they were not telling the (laughs) truth and concealing Um, that in that way. No. Yeah. I wish that would be so nice. Cause then I could just be like, la di da, ha ha ha. You know, I'm not actually feeling any of these things. Mm -hmm. It's just all, you know, uh, whatever. That would be nice. Huh? Yeah. Be nice if, you know, Right? TRO was just a fabrication. Wouldn't that be nice? Literally. And I want to talk about that too. Like kind of to wrap things up because she did make some comments about the restraining order. 
you guys can go back and listen to my podcast with Nima, my lawyer, and Lala. We have talked about this so much. But I just want to say, like, if Rachel was just honest and said, you know, hey, my crisis PR, you know, suggested this strategy, you know, filing the restraining order to take the heat off me at the moment or you know it was wrong it was selfish you didn't deserve that I mean if she could have just been honest about how all of this unfolded instead of trying to like follow her PR talking points I mean we know better than anyone she's very rehearsed and she has her keywords that she needs to hit in her statements and if she doesn't like Lala says she kind of short circuits where it's like oh shit that didn't go as planned like Mm. I need to use the word vitriol and I need to use salacious or whatever you know how she does those things but it's like the problem is that she's just throughout all of this, the the TMZ setups, the interview sound bites, it's like nothing has truly been authentic and genuine. And it's frustrating to me because she's also, I feel like, changed her story a few times of the reasoning behind it. At first, it was a cooling off period, you know, for the reunion. And then Tom had told me that her family pressured her into this and now on Bethany she's saying she didn't feel safe because of the fist emoji on having your back and like first of all anyone who types in punch on your phone in a text the punch emoji is like a boxing glove or it's a different fist that has like a wrist Mm. if you type in fist bump yeah got your back got your back it's a fist bump yeah so I feel like she's just changed it's her narrative it's so many times, yeah. you know? But at the end of the day, we know this idea was first suggested to her by her crisis PR as a way to save her image, to be the victim. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just not true. It's not true. And I think that overall, you know, having, you know, read these recaps and knowing like what was said, I think that overall it's just... Again, it's kind of heartbreaking to think that this years of friendship that both you and I Mm -hmm. thought we were building with this person, that it feels as though on her end, it wasn't actually genuinely reciprocated. Yeah. And knowing that those things are being said on this podcast about us and about me and my friendship towards her Mm -hmm. that I felt was really meaningful it's kind of just like it's another little twist of the knife to mm-hmm. say I was only really hanging out with you to get to your boyfriend mm. or things like, you know, changing this, like not being able to just say I again. Yeah. The crisis PR told me this or whatever. And I guess mm-hmm. it just I hope that going forward, she's somehow able to get <laughs> I don't want to say this because it sounds really harsh but it reminds me when Laura Lee said victim pull the victim tampon out of your ass listen right. I have to pull the victim victim tampon out of my ass a little bit because I understand that you know my partner obviously was feeling some type of way and I you know venture as far as to say like a lot of that comes from his own fucked up shit Mm -hmm. and not for me people don't cheat because of you they cheat because of themselves right 
So he's going through some shit, whatever. But at the same time, I think that trying to victimize herself, at least when it comes to like me and you, yeah, is very sad. And I hope that in the next bit of the future, she's able to get with maybe a therapist who understands maybe a little bit more of the context of the situation mm -hmm. and helps her to not do that. Yeah. And to grow. And honestly, I wish her the best in Arizona. I think that she is about to be 30 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she can go live a long, happy life. I just think that staying away from all of this is probably the best move. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, thank you <laughs> so much for being here and sitting down with me. I know this thank stuff you. isn't always easy to talk about, but yes. I love you. I love and you. I just wanted you to get your thoughts out there because I don't like when there's so many lies about my best friend being mm. said. So I don't like it when it's about you either. It makes Thanks. me mad. <laughs> right. I always got your back. Got your back, Fist bro. Bump. <laughs> and go and pre-order Ariana's new book, Single AF Cocktails. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it to come out. Yay. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.